Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, APAS President Todd Lewis reacts to SASTEL's plan to spend over $300 million. It was announced yesterday on broadband service this year. And also, Todd Lewis gives us his wish list for today's provincial budget. The Western Grains Research Foundation releases a farm survey on future trends as a goal to determine future farm research needs. Real Agriculture looks at trade and the carbon tax and the U.S. border. We have a feature on transferring the family farm from one generation to the next and the latest weekly report on cattle prices in Saskatchewan. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. APAS President Todd Lewis welcomes a major investment by SASTEL to expand broadband service in the province. SASTEL announced yesterday it will spend $323 million this year and over $1.4 billion over the next five years. Lewis says improved broad- broadband service is critical for rural Saskatchewan. Well, I think it just speak, you know, speaks to the idea that uh, we need to see improved services across the province. And, uh, you know, it's good to see uh, more money going to uh, things like fiber optics. That really is the backbone of the system. And, and uh, SASTEL has a significant role to play there. And, you know, I think in the future, we, we are certainly hoping to see uh, more federal funding as well. And, uh, you know, there's been major infrastructure announcements in uh, Quebec and Ontario over the last number of weeks, and specifically to to improving rural internet and and broadband services. So, and and cell service as well. So, I think it's a great start. It's just been ongoing. It's not really a start. But Fastel has been had ongoing infrastructure uh, investments, and we certainly hope to see more. And uh, we've got a long way to go, but it's like I say, I think uh, we're seeing some, uh, I, I guess, prioritizing, seeing improvements, and that's always a good thing. Why is broadband so important to rural Saskatchewan? Well, you know, so much of our modern technology is really based on uh, on connectivity. Uh, it's We've got tractors now and combines that, you know, can, can, if they have the, the connection, they can, uh, you know, have diagnosis on uh, mechanical issues right in the field. 
and uh, saves the service call in many many instances. But if we don't have that coverage, uh, you know, you may pay pay hundreds of dollars to have a technician come out and look, look at your tractor or combine. So those are, that's just one example there. Day to day business, of course, it's not a luxury anymore. It's a necessity. Like I say, it's not much different. You know, I've said before, it's not much different than a telephone connection was a uh, hundred years ago. It started out as kind of a novelty, but quickly became essential to do business and really internet and cell phone coverage is the same now. Today is budget day, a new session of the Saskatchewan legislature. What are you hoping to see accomplished in the budget and the the session? Well, I think, you know, we're hoping with the budget that we've seen good investments in, in rural Saskatchewan in the past, and we certainly, you know, don't see any reason why that won't continue. And uh, there's always lots of things to spend money on and <laughs> and lots of needs. So uh, we're, you know, certainly hoping that, you know, in a province like Saskatchewan, we, we always want to see more. And it was got, got such a huge geographic area in rural Saskatchewan that has highways, that has, has bridges, has cell towers that need to be built. Uh, all those kind of things. So we're sure hoping to see uh, increased funding and, uh, you know, we've got an infrastructure deficit, so we need to, uh, you know, the, a lot of those bridges and roads were designed for a lot smaller traffic than uh, what their their current loads are. And, and, you know, the loads are only increasing as well, maybe not by weight, but by volume. Uh, always, uh, you know, where our, our crop projections are always rising and, uh, you know, producers made the investment to produce more of these crops. So we need to see uh, governments and and both local, you know, provincially and federally, invest more ever-increasing amounts of money to improve our road systems and, and transportation system across the province. That's APAS President Todd Lewis. 620 CKRM will begin live coverage of the provincial budget at 3 p.m. today. Joining me will be business commentator, financial analyst Brian Golly, with a full rundown and reaction to the provincial budget. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. A farm survey on trends in agriculture points to crop and soil management and precision farming. The executive director of the Western Grains Research Foundation, Garth Patterson, says the survey was designed to target future research in areas of greatest farmer concern. He says producers generally feel farms will be getting bigger and need research. Well, uh, WGRF thought it was important to survey farmers and research scientists as well as industry about what they thought the future looked like for uh, crop production in Western Canada. Because it's our 40th anniversary and we've been investing in research for 40 years, we wanted to know what farmers thought the future looked like so we could identify that important research going forward and make sure we invest in that. How big was your survey? The uh, company we hired, Amazon Consulting, interviewed 180 different individuals from various organizations across Western Canada related to directly farmers, farm organizations, scientists, and the input side of the industry. And what were the results of the survey? Well, what they did learn, and it probably won't surprise a lot, there is some, uh, of course, it is the future, so it hasn't happened, and so there's speculation and views about that, but Generally, the consensus was that farms will continue to get bigger and that canola, wheat, and pulses will be continue to be the main acreage crops. There were some differing views on what some of the minor acreage crops, you know, the role that they would play. And the authors of the report, that was Dr. Stephen Morgan-Jones and Dr. George Clayton, broke out their comments and looked at what they thought the research implications would be, and those really fall into three areas. It's soil and crop management, 
So those types of issues related to producing crops as well as sustainability, that's important. And the final is precision farming, which may not surprise too many either. But there are some really some interesting views looking forward of driverless tractors and the role of technology and variable rate precision seeding. And there's quite a few science-related questions to answer regarding that. Where did thoughts on higher yields come in? Because I imagine that was a big area too. We didn't ask specifically about higher yields. I think generally the expectation is, when you listen to industry and farmers now, is that more efficient use of nutrients to you know, for that bushel of grain produced or ton of grain produced is going to be important moving forward. And that ultimately does lead to higher yields, whether that's through good agronomy and management or better varieties developed. What's the next step? Where does this go from here? Well, the next step for us is we now want to take this information and run some, well, it looks like virtual stakeholder workshops this summer, but identify those research questions. Now that uh, we've heard about what the uh, issues and opportunities are and what the future could look like, we need to uh, really examine what kind of research is important to move forward. And then that will inform WGRF this fall, really, and the board will be able to make sure it aligns its funding with that. When we talk about Western Grains Research funding, how much funds are we talking about? Well, over the last 40 years, we've invested $200 million into crop production research for prairie farmers. So we are the largest producer funder of crop research in Canada. And we'll be looking at between 10 and $15 million a year on average moving forward. Our current projection is that we'll see a little over $50 million right now invested over the next four years. The survey was conducted from January to March and included 187 researchers and farmers from across the prairies. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. I'm joined right now by Ted Billier. He's the Chief Strategy Officer with the Canadian Agri-Food Policy Institute, better known as CAPI. Ted, how are you doing today? Fine, thanks, Sean, and uh, thanks very much for having me on. Yeah, it's great to chat with you. So, so Ted, you're having an event this week, and i got a bunch of questions about some of the things you're going to be discussing. Tell us about this webinar event you're having this week. Well, this is a, an event we're holding uh, with... Uh, with the uh, Farm Foundation in the United States jointly. And uh, it's really looking at um, the uh, big unknown questions around trade and climate change. Uh, particularly, I think it's on everybody's mind um, how we're going to make this work when uh, the Canadian uh, you know, way of handling this has been uh, with essentially a tax, a carbon tax, and the U.S. is not going down that street. They're looking at... Uh, uh, standards for their uh, large emitters, and um, so the, the the everybody the focus at the moment is on uh, the EU because the EU has got this um, their uh, new green deal, and uh, they have made no bones about it. They're looking at some forms of carbon border adjustments. 
So uh, mm. that's, uh, that's what, why we're having this, so people can uh, begin to understand some of the both uh, risks and opportunities. So a lot of times when you know, we used to talk about trade, we talked about market access, you know, tariff rate quotas, all these highly technical trade sort of things. And, and now it seems like climate change has become such a, 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 just a key point in trade talks. How did we get here, Ted? Um, I think the, the issue is we all want to do something about climate change. Um, but uh, that there's, there's no specific um, roadmap for the globe at the moment. Every country is doing their own thing. Every country has come up with voluntary um, goals that they're going to tr- try to achieve. And um, the, the problem is going to be how do we ne- network that together? For example, if, we, if a country does um, set some very high standards, and, uh, and, and puts a very high price on carbon, and, and the secondary country that you trade with doesn't do that, then there's a real ch- uh, chance that you're going to lose industries in, in your country uh, as um, imports would be favored from the country with the lower cost structure. So that, that's, the, that's the question everybody is noodling through, and, every, and that's why all the eyes are kind of on the EU at the moment to see how, uh, how, what they come up with, because the EU has made it uh, clear they're going to put a, um, a high price on carbon like Canada has. So do you, do you see the U.S. going with a carbon adjustment, or, or uh, uh, like what, what do you think they'll do? Um, well, the, the, they, we, we know the U.S. is going to take action. That's what the Biden administration has put in the window. Um, the question is what exactly that action will be, but it's very unlikely that it'll be a carbon tax. Yeah. So I think they're, I think they're going to be going after their uh, largest polluters first and, um, you know, setting, setting standards there. But also, um, and, and, and of course, all this is speculative because none of it's been done yet, but the, uh, but the thought process is that they're going to spend a great deal of money on, innova- on innovation so that they'll be uh, looking at ways that they can um, work with companies to lower their emissions, starting with the large emitters first. And as you know, um, uh, Vilsack has made it clear that he's going to be looking at um, anything that agriculture can do to, um, of course, absorb carbon, take up carbon. Um, so it's, it's, uh, that, that seems to be the two main focuses of the U.S. at the moment. And the fact that uh, you you mentioned the Biden administration, President Biden winning the November election, it, it seems like it's put a lot of this stuff into hyperdrive. Where, if if maybe if Trump had won his second term, th- there would be uh, this would maybe be slowed down a little bit. Is is that fair? I I, I think most people would agree with you. Um, yeah. I I I suspect so, but. Again, I think it, at one way or the other, I think we were all coming to this point at some point in the future. Okay. The question was just at what point do we start? This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today... Sunny sky, and it is beautiful out there. The sun is bright and shiny. 
It's a low of zero tonight, the high today 16. Tomorrow, sunny again. Wind south 30, gusting to 50, though. The high 19, the low 5. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high 15. 30% chance of evening showers. Thursday, the low minus 4. Friday, sunny and the high 10, the low minus 2. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 12. 30% chance of evening showers, the low minus 3. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 5, the low minus 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 6. Normal high for this date is 9 degrees, the normal low minus 4. The sun rose at 623 and it sets at 738 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot is Last Mountain and Moose Jaw, both at 15. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, minus 9. Estevan is 11 degrees, Saskatoon, 12. Swift Current, 11. Weyburn, 13. Yorkton is 14. Sunny in Regina, 15. That's 58 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west at 20, gusting to 32. Humidity is 24%. Barometer dropping, 101.6. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 15. Winds are from the west-southwest at 22. Once again, Regina, the hot spot, and tied with Moose Jaw and Last Mountain at 15. That's 58 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Transitioning the family farm from one generation to the next is a process and not an event. That's from Anessa Good, a Farm Credit Canada transition specialist. She spoke during an FCC Young Farmers Summit last month. She says each family is different and there is no specific timetable. A wide variety of legal and financial issues need to be addressed during the transition process. So I hope we're progressing from roles and responsibilities to then potentially entering the corporation, incorporating ourselves, a partnership agreement, then transitioning to, okay, how is the equity being transferred, our wills, and timing of off-farm siblings. Is there an expectation of for how long can an off-farm sibling come home and join the business? We saw that a lot um, when the oil and gas industry crashed here in Alberta. People that had no interest in the business coming home and all of a sudden wanting a piece of the pie. Good says if the parent's goal is to transfer the farm to the next generation, the farm has to be financially viable. So if you're telling me the will is reading that half the land is going to my off-farm siblings, for example, I no longer have a viable and sustainable operation, so we need to reassess. And perhaps that's off-farm income, things like that. But that really, I find the numbers makes parents actually address what I call the chicken will that just says I leave everything to my spouse or the farming child has to buy out their siblings for a million dollars and I say to mom and dad could you do that today sir if that happens he goes well of course not. A financial advisor accountant and lawyer should all attend an in-person transition meeting. Transition meetings are different than day-to-day operational meetings. Please separate those out. I always encourage minimum two transition meetings a year, and remember the telephone game. 
if you tell a message to one person, it gets construed as it goes down the line. This happens all the time. For transition, because it's so important, everyone sits down, hears the same message at the same time, and don't leave mom in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle, because that's often what happens to moms. Anissa Good is in Farm Credit Canada Ag Transition Specialist. She spoke during an online Young Farmer Summit. The Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture is holding four weekly webinars this month to discuss mental health on the farm. The webinars are designed to provide a brief overview of mental health, techniques to identify warning signs and strategies to make positive changes for themselves and others. The presentation is from the Agricultural Health and Safety Network and Bridges Health, noting farmers are facing tremendous pressures in 2021. The webinars will start Wednesday, that's tomorrow, from 11 a.m. to 12 noon, April 14th, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., April 21st, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., and April 28th, 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Farmers can register on the Saskatchewan Agriculture website or contact the Agriculture Knowledge Centre in Moose Jaw at 1-866-457-2377. The Farm Stress Line is also operated. It's operated round the clock, seven days a week, and can be contacted at one 800 664-42. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. To again give that farm stress line, it's operated round the clock seven days a week. It is 1-800-667-4442. Once again, 1-800-667-4442. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Feeder cattle prices were showing some downward movement across Saskatchewan during the past week. The acting provincial cattle specialist with the Ministry of Agriculture, Natasha Wilkie, says steers were moving down while heifers were mixed. Well, we've got not so great news this week, I guess. The feeder steer prices were mainly lower across the weight categories when compared to the prices reported the previous week. The only price increase was seen in the 700 to 800 pound weight category, with those guys going up 75 cents per hundred weight to end the week averaging $192.75 per hundred weight. When we look at the price decreases, the largest one was seen in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. Those guys went down $8.43 to end the week averaging $243.90 per hundred weight. And then we look at the 800 to 900 pound weight category. Those guys ended the week with an average price of $177.50 per hundred weight. We look at the feeder heifer prices. They were a bit more mixed, I guess, across the reported weight categories. So the largest price increase saw there was in the 600 to 700 pound weight category, with those girls going up $2.38 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $182.71. The largest price decrease was seen in the 400 to 500 pound weight category. Those girls went down $2.60 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $204.40 per hundred weight. And then we look at the 800 plus pound weight category for the heifers that ended the week with an average price of $158.75 per hundred weight. So what were the key factors affecting the price changes this week? Well, if you're a grain farmer, you had good news. Uh, Feed grain prices went up dramatically last week. Uh, USDA released a results from a proposed planting survey that they did. And the results there showed that the proposed supplies probably won't be able to keep up with the demand for both soybeans and corn and of course that pressures then the feed barley market and then that pressures the futures market for feeder cattle. What were marketings? So Canfax reported a total of 10,558 head of cattle sold to Saskatchewan last week. 
that's down just from the 13,043 head the previous week and similar to the what was marketed in 2020 at 10,076 head marketed then. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? So we didn't, the CAMPAC didn't report a fed cattle price for Alberta fed steers last week. I'm guessing that was likely due to the holiday that happened on Friday. But when we look at the prices of D1, D2 cows, they were lower week over week. So the price of D2 slaughter cows moved lower with prices going down $1.30 per hundred weight to average $86.17. While the price of D, D3 slaughter cows also saw a price decrease of $1.46 per hundred weight from the previous week. And so they averaged the week $77.42 per hundred weight. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboine and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading. Canola gained $19.40 at $722.57. One red spring wheat went up $3.90 at $272.78. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $314.16. Feed barley, $267.68. Flax, $730.47. Lentils, $644.50. Oats, $236.53. Yellow peas, $383.70. And feed wheat, $238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat May futures are up five and three quarter cents at six thirteen and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. And now the latest quotes for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of April six. Our last regular sale was on March 31st. D1 and D2 cows sold from 82 cents to 92 cents. D3 cows sold from 72 cents to 81 cents. Counter cows sold from 60 cents to 70 cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. Our last pre-sorted sale was on March 29th. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged $2.35 and sold it to $2.48. 500 to 550 pound steers averaged $2.21 and sold it to $2.38. 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.24 and sold up to $2.32. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.18 and sold up to $2.28. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.05 and sold up to $2.19. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold up to $2.06. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.77 and sold up to $1.84. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.60 and sold up to $1.72. Heifers were 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Dagg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. The market that gets the cattle and the prices too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,400 hogs Monday. Selling a range of 218 to 232 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,700 head. Selling a range of 218 to 232 per CKG. Ham's cash out price today is steady, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up 25 basis points, with the daily exchange at 1.2525. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.61 cents US. 
Persistent tightness in live supplies due to on-farm decision-making at the height of COVID-19 processing plant disruptions last year and robust demand continue to influence the U.S. cash markets higher. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. New research shows Canadian farmers lost earnings of $2.9 billion last year due to labour shortages from the COVID-19 pandemic. The research, commissioned by the Canadian Agricultural Human Resource Council, says the losses were equivalent to 4.2% of total sales and resulted from a nationwide survey. The executive director of the Human Resource Council, Portia mcdonald Dewhurst, says the agricultural sector saw a gross domestic product increase of 7% last year but labor shortages remain a problem. She says labor shortages last year found two in five employers not able to find the needed workers, resulting in production delays and lost sales totaling $2.9 billion. The research revealed that fewer Canadians applied for jobs on farms in 2020 due mainly to additional pressures of family care, self-isolation, quarantine after travel and recovery from illness. Last March, the number of temporary foreign workers was down 47% due to COVID-19. Although many temporary foreign workers were able to arrive later in the season, the overall number was still significantly fewer than the previous year. Farm operators indicate that dealing with the potential coronavirus outbreak and understanding changing safety measures are their top concerns this year. On the markets, the TSX is up 84 points at 19,111. The Dow fell 60 points at 33,466. Oil is up 82 cents at 59.47 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is down 25 hundredths of a cent at 79.60 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.